Welcome everybody to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. We've got another special wrestling episode with our man on the street, our man on the beat, and the man with, uh, I believe you have two feet, Tony DeFrancisco. How's it going, Tony? Yeah, I'm doing well. Glad to be back. And uh, thank you for that illustrious intro. Great. We got back again, of course, uh, Brian, the soul man, soul whack. How's it going? Soul good. Hey, good. It's been a long two weeks since we've talked last, so doing well. How are you doing? Uh, nobody cares how I'm doing, so uh, we're going to ignore that and just get into the show. Because wow. you know what? Frivolities and niceties are not important on this show, and they're not important in wrestling. So get over it and tell me <laughs> about Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy, because this has not been nice. This has not been frivolous. This has been strange. What's going on here, guys? I'll give my quick two cents. I think it's I don't great. want two cents. Okay, I want maybe five cents. Give me two dollars. <laughs> uh, WWE should never let Bray Wyatt go. I mean, Vince McMahon is a crazy son of a bitch when, when he made all his budget cuts supposedly last year. And it's great to have him back. And I mean, obviously, every everybody loves a guy and and he's come right back in and he's starting to oh, I mean, make a difference, I guess. I don't He's setting up his Uncle Howdy and all these other characters, and it's it's just nice to have him back. I mean, he's going to be a what did they say? He's not a heel. Whatever the opposite of a heel is on 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 SmackDown, they're going to make him one of the. Uh, right now, I think he's higher than the um, Drew McIntyre. He's like the number one. A baby face is the opposite of it. Yeah, thank you. Number one baby face. They're, 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 that's their goal to make him on the roster. Was what I read and. I'm excited. I mean, there's Uncle Howdy, too. I don't know if that's uh, anxious to hear what Tony has to say, but I mean, I, supposedly that's Bo Dallas. I think that is that not Bray Wyatt's brother. Uh, yeah, that would be uh, Bray Wyatt's brother. And of course, uh, in kayfabe, uh, so to speak, uh, Captain uh, Uncle Howdy, a clear reference to Captain Howdy, the uh, demon from the exorcist, uh, which possessed the little girl. So my money is on the fact that uh, Bray Wyatt would be possessed by uh, by Uncle Howdy, similar to the the plot line of those horror movies. Yeah, I don't know if everybody gets that, though. I mean, Uncle Howdy, that's kind of a comical, farcical name. I don't know if that works. Very true, but also this comes off the, the most recent... Uh, Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt storylines came from the Firefly Funhouse, which was also farcical and aimed aimed towards kids until the horror aspect of it took over, and they might be going for something similar uh, with Uncle Howdy, a a friendly a friendly uh, children's figure who has turned into a, a sinister figure. But is this the right move, guys, to turn him face? Why not? The guy's been out. They they. Yeah, I mean, if, if that's what if that's what he wants, I mean, you know, eventually he's going to be a. It doesn't matter what the wrestler wants. I mean, is this the right move from a money standpoint? Yeah, yeah fan, it doesn't matter yeah. what the wrestlers want. No, no, it's what the fans like. The what fa- the fans are going to buy, right? Are they going to buy a, a face Bray Wyatt toy? Are they, you know, do they want that on the video game? Why not? I mean, the. the the fans love Bray Wyatt. They don't give a shit whether he's a hero or a villain. And the, the guy is amazing. What Whatever storyline you put him in, he's amazing on the mic. I mean. That makes sense. You're saying, what you're saying is he transcends those labels. 
Exactly. I'd have to agree with that. He's anytime he's on the microphone, anytime he's in the ring, he is money. And it's not too far of a stretch, in my opinion, to have him go out there and be a good guy. And I think the fans will rally behind him. So one of you guys brought up that it might be Bo Dallas. Uh, that would be his real life uh, brother. Wyndham Rotunda is the name of um, Bray Wyatt. And then Bo Dallas is what's his last name is Rotunda. What's his first name? You I got me. Yeah, you got me. Anyway, they're the real life nephews of Barry Wyndham and the real life uh, sons of IRS, right? Seriously, yeah. I did not know that. Erwin R. Scheister. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah Mike, so Mike Rotunda, also from the varsity clubs, University of Syracuse, right? Yep. Very true. Yeah. So, um, if, if the brothers are coming back, this odd Uncle Howdy character would then not necessarily be Bray Wyatt's alter ego. It would be Bo Dallas's. Is that what you guys are saying? It's like, this is actually going to be an alter ego of Bo Dallas. Real quick, that, that's how I perceive it from what you're saying. I mean, I, I didn't get to see last week's episode because we were out of town, but that, that's how I perceive it from what I've read. Yeah. I mean, Bo Dallas was the quintessential uh, guy on the roster. They bounced him from here to there and never really put him to figure prominently anywhere. So if he manages to uh, ride his brother's coattails here and get a, a payday out of it, I'd say that's good for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about the guy. Like, he couldn't even make it into the uh, into the fashion police. I mean, it's weird that they'd bring him back. Yeah. I don't, uh, I, don't I, I never saw anything out of the guy that made me want to think like oh god I need more of this guy <laughs> but yeah but you got Triple H Triple H is head of in charge now he's got his he's got an idea I think he'll make it work whatever the road they go down I'm I'm, I'm 100% for it well yeah. let's see if you guys are 100% for this uh, Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul <laughs> Uh, I could keep laughing at that one. I'll go real quick. Tell people why you're laughing, I guess, is the question. I, I mean, Logan, Logan Paul's big in Saudi, was it Saudi Arabia that they're, the next pay-per-view is this weekend? Can is that right? Explain to me who the hell this guy is. <laughs> I'll let, let you, you go for it, Tony, on that one. Oh, well. Uh, any, in other anyone... words, you don't know either. I do, kind of. He's like an internet <laughs> sensation. and he's... Internet sensation? Yeah, uh, he and anyone other under the age of twenty five will be able to tell you exactly uh, who Logan Paul is. Uh, he so and the three his... of us can't figure out who he is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what I I do know is that he and his brother uh, Jake became uh, social media sensations, setting all kinds of social media records, uh, doing anything for the views, so to speak. Uh, however. Uh, he may Logan Paul may be most infamous for being banned from the country of Japan, uh, where he uh, accidentally, or I won't say accidentally, he very much on purpose uh, filmed a YouTube video in uh, Japan where he showed a dead body of someone who had committed suicide, and uh, he was then graciously asked to never return. <laughs> oh, so he's a dirtbag as well as being famous. 
uh, he is quite a uh, quite a character. I do not approve of Logan Paul, the human being, but I will say Logan Paul has had the fastest, in his defense, I'll say he's had the fastest learning curve of everyone I've ever seen from all the celebrities that WWE has brought in over the years. He's been preternatural. Who, who's done it better? Uh, Brown, or not Brown, uh, Bat, what's his name, Bad Bunny? Yeah, Bad Bunny. Bad, Bad Bunny, uh, Pat McAfee, or Logan Paul. All three wrestled have wrestled in the last calendar year. All three seemed competent. Is there any one of them that looked like, you know, this guy's a star, he should be doing this more often? I personally, I, I I vote for Pat Pat McAfee on that one. I mean, him him and his I, I don't remember who was with him on NXT. His group of wrestlers there, but they had something good going there. And next thing you know, the pandemic hit, and I don't know what happened. But a year or two later, what WWE brought Pat McAfee in to be, you know, the announcer on SmackDown with Michael Cole and. The guy, the guy knows his stuff. He's entertaining. He gets up on the table and dances around when what's his face from, from Japan comes down and wrestles. I can't even think of his name right now. And Pat, Pat McAfee's for sure is the next for answering your question. I'd uh, I'd have to go with Logan Paul on that one. He he is no stranger to the entertainment world and. He, from day one, he knew what role he was playing and what he was supposed to do. He got all of his spots. He didn't make any major blunders, uh, which is more than I could say for the other two people you mentioned, Abe. And he really is taking to it like a duck to water. And he faced The Miz, is that right? That was, yeah, was that, was that SummerSlam, I believe, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. And uh, yeah, he looked pretty decent. The outfit he was wearing was obviously something that's uh, skewed a little bit to the younger generation. It was like a Pokemon something or other or Yu-Gi-Oh. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's stupid, whatever it was, but it seemed to get over, which is what's important. And so the question is, should he be up against Roman Reigns? Why not? I just, I mean, he, he like I was saying earlier. Oh, I'll tell you why not. Because Roman Reigns <laughs> is your top is your top guy. I mean, do you have, if I told you John Cena against Logan Paul, is that what you really want to see? Is it uh, The Rock versus Logan Paul? Is that really what you want to Hell see? Hell no. So, I mean, Roman Reigns is the top guy, isn't he? He is the top guy, but if they weren't going to Saudi Arabia, Logan Paul wouldn't even have a say in this. He wouldn't even be part of the next pay for you. Just because Saudi Arabia loves Logan Paul, that's why he got the big bucks and then he had the big press conference in Las Vegas and challenged Roman Reigns. And here we are. I mean, the match so it doesn't really matter whether it's deserved. It's a big payday is what you're saying. Exactly. Yes. It's match will probably last 10 minutes. He'll get a couple good hits in and the, yeah, then Roman Reigns will take over and win. I, I get where you're going with that, Tony. I think from a story perspective, it doesn't jive with me though. Yeah. It, it certainly doesn't jive, but then again, the shows that happen in Saudi Arabia have always been a little bit non-canon, and it's a good opportunity to throw Logan Paul into a main event, see if he is able to deliver, and if he does well uh, out there on, on Saturday, then we might be seeing more of him in, in a main event slot. 
what happens if Iran invades Saudi Arabia? <laughs> you guys have been reading this, right? I'm not like making this up. You guys have been reading this, right? Sure, but there's been some political instability over there, and until it happens, well, we got a pay per view Saturday, so I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> I don't know. I I don't. I don't want to bring politics into this, but I am, and here we go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I I think it's reprehensible that WWE is over there, and it's obviously just for the money, but they're. I don't know, just the way they treat like women over there, the way, you know, they treat uh, LGBT, you know, uh, all that stuff. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's gross. And it's like, WWE just seems to like, not care about that kind of thing. Yeah, um, I'll say that, uh, to play devil's advocate for a second, uh, the type of change that affects an, a nation on its to its very core comes slowly and even over generations, even over centuries. So to WWE's defense, it is WWE is something that's very off the wall and very offbeat and certainly doesn't align with traditional Saudi Arabian values. So it may, you know, maybe not in our lifetimes and maybe not for a long time, but it may scooch the needle in Saudi Arabia just a little bit of a nudge over to something that's a little more, a little more progressive. Did you guys get a little bit of a nudge when we watched Sami Zayn say that, um, I, what was it, J, J Uso was not Usi, was not feeling <laughs> at the time? When, uh, uh, like, you guys saw this, right, Monday? Like, they all busted out laughing. Uh, with the term Usi, is Sami Zayn finally, is he finally over? Is he finally, you know, at the top of, at the top of the card? I'll go real quick on that. Yeah, he is on top of the card. He's showed that for the last year or so, in my opinion, but you, you shared that link with me, but before I watched it on my recording and, oh my gosh, I was crying for like 15, 20 minutes at, you could tell they were out of character up there, but they were trying to hold their laughter back. And oh my, I mean, it's some pretty I, good. I don't, I don't get it though. They at WrestleMania, they jobbed him. Who'd they job him out to? Uh, uh, Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. They had him, what uh, didn't they have him fall into a pit of mouse traps or something like that? Uh, gi- giant mouse trap, giant foam hand. Uh, yeah, all, all kinds of chicanery. Yeah, I, I, I'm wondering why he gets the push, or if because of because he was willing to humiliate himself. Uh, maybe WWE thought like, okay, he's done his yeah. done his uh, penance. I mean, what one thing I'll say for him is that he's always delivered whatever segment he has been in. He can take. Uh, anything and turn it into at least a watchable bit of television if not a fantastic bit of television so it's nice to see him getting main event segments even if he's even if he's not the champion if he even if he's not in the main events but he's in main event segments and that's more than i can say for a lot of people speaking of watchable television what do you guys think about jeff jarrett coming to aew uh you said watchable television that is that is unwatchable (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, Jeff Jarrett's uh, sell-by date is uh, many, many years in the past, and I think that's a, a big step backwards for AEW or any other place that he shows up. <laughs> You're saying a guy uh, couldn't uh, make he couldn't make TN, a guy who couldn't make TNA profitable, and a guy who ran Global Force Wrestling into the ground isn't useful for AEW. Well, and not to mention he ran he had a big hand in running wcw into the ground <laughs> in the 99 2000 time frame so yeah he uh, i i would get him off of aew tv as fast as i possibly could if i was a different if i still had the name tony but a different surname then yeah that's what i would do well probably slap nuts right exactly <laughs> you excited to see him brian i i was excited to see him last night i get you make great points about why he should not be on there but Last night when he came on and, and joined the firm and they kicked the crap out of Darby Allen, I, I enjoyed every moment of that. And as long as they don't put him in a, in a you know, in a management role and runs that company in the ground, I, I'm, I'm all for him being part of AEW. He for, is for going now. into a management role. He's going to be managing the, uh, uh, they're going to start doing dark matches, uh, yeah. matches. He's going to be the guy in charge of, um, um, what, what is it, Tony? Is it, is it called live matches? Is that the term for it? Uh, are you referring to AEW Dark on YouTube? No, 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 no. They put Jeff Jarrett in charge of house shows. That's the term I'm looking house for. House shows. There we go. Ooh. Well, as long as he's not in the ring. <laughs> uh, he did. I mean, he. I will say, I guess in his defense, he did book... Uh, he was responsible for the golden age of TNA booking, uh, you know, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, all of that. So uh, I, if Jeff Jarrett has to be around, then I much prefer that he be in a backstage role, providing guidance and leadership rather than, you know, taking up valuable TV minutes. I agree with uh, that. I'm upset you did not mention Sonny Sataki, by the way. <laughs> Tell our fans who Sonny Sataki is, Abe. What's that? Tell our fans who Sonny is. Uh, he's worth forgetting. He's he's basically <laughs> like a disco inferno. Okay. A hot moment. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it, it's basically, uh, yeah, he's basically uh, look hard on YouTube. You won't find too many videos on him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> who, were you aware of Sonny Sataki, uh, Brian? I didn't know much about him. That's so okay. I know. Well, this is more than... This is more than you need to know that he, <laughs> that he was a thing. Actually, he was a halfway decent wrestler, wasn't he, Tony? Uh, he was, yeah. He was uh, part of the first ever uh, TNA show back in 2002, part of the Flying Elvises. That's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of like getting too down on Doink the Clown. I mean, <laughs> he served a purpose, but like. All right. <laughs> what Wasn't it basically anybody? Speaking of nobodies. Cole Cabana returned. Ooh. What does that mean? <laughs> it means that he had his night of fame, last night of fame, and he's going to go back into the shadows just like he was before the last few years. That's my two cents. That's my two dollars. Now it's a yep. now inflation under <laughs> five dollars. Oh man. Well, that, 
that and another five dollars will get you a gallon of gas um <laughs> but no it was uh i, I have to agree with brian here a hundred percent he was brought out for the big pop and he will be headed back to youtube matches or just being left at home going forward i don't anticipate him being brought back at all was this a sorry for the whole cm punk thing was that is that a possibility was to stay like yeah, it, it could definitely have been a make good. I can see that. Agreed. What do you guys think about these? What, what do you guys think about these uh, um, commercials? Or not really commercials, but stingers, where they remove Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks from the videos? Is that is that prompting like a return, or um, is is that just erasure of of those guys? I think it's a, sorry to interrupt, but I think it's from past weeks. You you, you weren't my anybody. Oh, I thought I was interrupting anyways. No, I'm in. I I think it's a lead up to them returning within the next few weeks. I still think it's, I still believe it's a storyline and they're going to be returning soon. Yes, I do. And then CM Punk's going to come out of the woodworks and, We'll have a you know a big brawl fest and we'll figure it out from then. But yes, so he's going with it's a work, Tony. I I, I would appreciate it a lot more if it was a work. I like Brian's version of events here. But, uh, <laughs> uh, as we now know, the investigation into the uh, backstage brawl has been completed. The only person who was actually let go uh, was a steel, and since everything is nice and tidy now, it would be. Uh, the right time for the elite to come back. Speaking of right time, they're finally coming to Seattle. AEW, that is. Going to be January, what is it, 6th? 4th. 4th. Why now? Why now? Why is it taking three years to come to Seattle? I want to talk about that because Tony, I, I read and read several articles and says that Tony Khan prefers expanding gradually, which makes sense. I mean, they started out what in October of 2019 and then eventually COVID hit and that took another year plus off of, of, you know, them traveling the country and he, he's just slowly expanded. And I mean, he knows the great Northwest is great for professional wrestling and now is the time. And I bet we'll, they'll be back two, three times a year, but down the road. Yeah. We can only hope. Yeah. I mean, there have not been, many west coast shows uh in general uh the furthest out west that they normally come is just las vegas for the uh, double or nothing shows but we can hope going forward that we'll get better coverage and uh, it'll be more spread out as uh, we're now in a post uh post pandemic post dailies place era yep right on right on um are you guys watching are you guys going to watch uh the the uh crown crown jewels out of Saudi Arabia. If I wake up, I will. It's like 9 30, I think, starts. Yeah. Our time. <laughs> yeah. It's nice to have a, a morning pay per view. Uh, a little switch up in the schedule there. So I will be checking it out. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to see. They always pull out at least one or two surprises for it. So, yeah, why not? Cool. Maybe we can take a look at that next week. All right. Well, thank you, Tony, for joining us. And thank you, Brian, for also being here. And, uh, I'll see all of you guys, hopefully next week we can talk about Crown Jewels 
at Crown Jewels from uh, Saudi Arabia. And for all of you out there, please take a look at our website, seattlesportsteam.com. Check us out for all our great podcasts on Captivate FM, Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you get your podcasts. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Have a